It is a great day for talk radio. We're into uh, our first hour here. Second hour, we've got our panel, topics worthy of discussion. Uh, in the hour of uh, the third hour, rather, Rocco Ross is going to join us to explain these job loss numbers here in Ontario. Part-time jobs missing since, uh, well, in the month of August, 80,000 plus, which... Uh, may be a symptom of something uh, that we need to address, and that may be Bill 48, you know, the Minimum Wage Act that Kathleen Wynne brought in, much ballyhooed, and this was going to lift people out of poverty. Uh, I'm not sure how that math works if a lot of folks don't have jobs now as a consequence, but we'll burn that bridge when we get to it. Right now, Conrad Black joins us, noted author, commentator, historian, and publisher. Good afternoon to you, Conrad. Good afternoon, John. You know, I've got to pick up on your uh, background as a publisher because the New York Times and this anonymous op-ed that they published the other day, you think that was fair dinkum appropriate them for them no, to do so? No, it was a disgraceful thing for a serious newspaper like that to do. Uh, absolutely disgraceful. Uh, if they'd wanted to run an editorial saying exactly that, and they regularly do, they're, they're notorious enemies of this president, and, and, but if they want to do that on behalf of... Of, of the newspaper, they can do it. But uh, and if they want to do it on behalf of a of an in-house critic, that they they have to tell the person if you write an op-ed for us, you've got to sign it. So, what do you think is in play here? Then why would they green light it? Well, I think that the um, I don't know if you read my stuff that I publish in the U.S., but I, I think we have to keep in mind all the time that Trump ran against all the factions of both parties and the entire political establishment, almost all the national media and the politically active elements of Wall Street and Hollywood and Silicon Valley and all the whole lobby system, the special interest, the campaign financing apparatus, all of it. And um, he said it was all a swamp, it was all rotten, and he was going to get rid of all of it. And 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 he he was no gentler on the Bushes or John McCain than he was on Obama and the Clintons. I mean, he thought he, he, thought, he thought, didn't think any of them were any good. Uh, I mean, for what they were doing, not that they were all wicked people, but but they they were you know they just weren't competent to run the country, and um, and and so it's not like a normal election, you know, would uh, say uh, you know George W. Bush beat Al Gore, albeit it had to go to the Supreme Court. It it, it was a routine handing over from Clinton to Gore to to Bush even though Bush had defeated Clinton's vice president and uh, you know there's a honeymoon and it's all relatively civilized here it, it's the political equivalent of war it's it's war to the death in all respects except it isn't physical war fortunately and um and, and so in, in in this situation because Trump's record has actually been very good i mean no one can argue with the economic results no one can argue with uh, even the beginnings of success of his trade policy and 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 the, that there has been some progress with north korea and iran and so on uh, I, no one can dispute that so all you've got is to attack trump and and in this case the desire and and motive to do it is particularly strong with those who have held great power for a long time in that country. And Trump has completely uh, uh, sacked the media and the media's influence. He's, uh, you know, he, he's uh, gone around them on social media and with his dominance of the talk show field, you know, Rush Limbaugh and Laurie Ingram and all these people, and and uh, Sean Hannity. I mean, they're both on TV, but they're in the radio during the day. Um, 
and, and all of a sudden these people see that their influence is evaporating and they can't make and break politicians anymore, at least not at the national level. And, and it's got to be a terrifying thing. And, and so what they're doing is they're trying, to, they're trying to create the theory and stick to the theory that Trump is mentally and morally unfit for office. But meanwhile, he's tearing the facade off the Justice Department, and it's now obvious the FBI was just the dirty tricks division of the Clinton campaign, and, and that, that is dangerous. If they'd just given him a honeymoon and left him alone, he wouldn't have got into all this. You know, you, you, the director and the deputy director of the FBI wouldn't have been fired. The chief of counterintelligence wouldn't have been fired. They're all going to be indicted in the next year and probably convicted because almost everybody is in that country. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, it's war. So that, that's the reason. But for the Times to stoop to this is no sign of strength by Trump's enemies. Again, Conrad Black, author, commentator, historian, and publisher. So, you know, a lot of people are suggesting maybe this is almost a coup d'etat by a fifth column, subversives that are operating uh, within the administration. Uh, you know, I don't know, do you subscribe to this deep state notion? No, I think you can take that too far. I, 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 there's no doubt that the majority of the senior levels of the vast apparatus of the U.S. government in Washington uh, were people who prospered under the old regime and recognized in the Trump regime radical change. He's getting by with far fewer people. He's cut the White House staff by over 50%. He's running it like a businessman, which, which even his enemies admit he was a successful businessman. He made billions of dollars in tough, in tough businesses. I mean, people can't get away with calling him an idiot or even a buffoon. A, a boor, yes. A, an annoying person at times, yes. But they can't disparage him as someone who has no idea what he's doing. But the the, um, but that is the accusation. It, but, it, but it won't fly, and the public doesn't buy it. I, I mean, it, it's a fairly even split between those who support him and those who don't. But I, I, the fact is, in the end, I think it's performance in office that works. And, um, and, and I, 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 don't, I don't think that they can beat something with nothing. You know, in that system, <clears throat> pardon me, there's no leader of the opposition. So he can single out those that he's running against, like Maxine Waters and these completely ludicrous Democrats and some of the extreme leftists who are winning their primaries. And, uh, and uh, you know, that artful American political leaders from, from Franklin D. Roosevelt on have done that at times. Uh, Ronald Reagan was good at it, single out someone that was completely absurd and pretend that they represented the opposing party. Well, if they're going to take down Trump, uh, obviously they have no legal way to do it. They've, they've been tearing the rocks apart with the rabid collusion of most of the Justice Department and the FBI to find anything on them. Well, now they're talking 25th Amendment that says somebody internally would have to uh, find grounds that he's meddling. You know, you, John, they, they've come up with that one in desperation several times before. Uh, the, the relevant part of that amendment would require the majority of the cabinet and the vice president to certify in writing to the Congress and both houses of the Congress to accept it by substantial majorities that the president was mentally or physically unfit to execute the office, that he was either insane 
or 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 utterly incompetent, and that's simply not going to happen. Conrad, let me ask you: There's though, no truth to that. At uh, all. Now you've got Barack Obama. He was uh, stumping for Democrats with the midterm six weeks away. Uh, it was interesting because this afternoon at the University of Chicago, he says this is a pivotal moment in which Americans need to take a long, hard look at themselves. Listen, I'm here today because this is one of those pivotal moments when every one of us as citizens of the United States need to determine just who it is that we are, just what it is that we stand for. Just a glance at recent headlines should tell you that this moment really is different. The stakes really are higher. So what do you make of that? you think it was proper of him to do so? Uh, yeah, he's got a perfect right to do it. It's the only strategy the Democrats have. I mean, look, it, it's a free country, and people can say what they want. But uh, on the other hand, I, I think it demonstrates how how absolutely back to the wall the old guard is in that country. I mean, Obama was an incompetent president. He drew self-evaporating red lines. He gave a green light to Iran to become a nuclear military power. He increased the national debt that it accumulated in 233 years uh, by 125% in eight years. He, had a, he, he, he produced GDP per capita growth of 1%, which is less than a quarter of what it was under Reagan and less than a third of what it was under Bush and half of what it was under George, I'm sorry, Clinton in the second case, and half of what it was under George W. Bush. And, and he was, while an attractive personality and, and a wonderful thing that they broke the color barrier, uh, but he was, he was an incompetent president. And all they have to attack Trump on is his personality. Well, look, casting studios don't send around the saviors of countries. But but I wish, and millions, tens of millions of others wish, scores of millions, that, that Trump looked and sounded like FDR or JFK or even Nixon or Reagan. But, but the fact is, he is the president and he's doing a good job. And they have desperately tried to find anything to get him on legally, and they can't do it. I mean, look at Mueller. Mueller now admits that he'll accept written answers, having said he wouldn't. And, and uh, Trump has made it clear he'll give him the written answers on what he was set up to look at in the Russian collusion thing, which there wasn't any of. Uh, it's a complete myth from the beginning, and everyone involved in it knew it. And, uh, and as, as to obstruction of justice, he won't speak of it. It didn't happen. He won't speak of it. And if Mueller thinks he has a case, let him bring his case. And, and uh, the whole thing is nonsense. I mean, you, to, if you don't like Trump, vote against him when you have the chance, including voting against his candidates in this election in two months, if you want. But, but for Obama to say, now is the time you have to choose between what I stand for and what Trump stands for, uh, he, he, he will not win that. But he's right. He'll, he's right. It's time to make the choice all right. Mm-hmm. But, but he, it's not going to be the choice that Obama wants. Well, uh, certainly, uh, it's never been more polarized, as far as I can recall. It's uh, no, but you ha- you've never had an election uh, where one, where a complete outsider got the nomination of a major party and ran to basically throw out the entire political class. Well, <laughs> it never happened before. <laughs> He's up into the apple cart. Uh, I mean, the closest, and this is why he has a pres uh, oh. a, a painting of General Jackson, President Andrew Jackson, behind his desk 
So when, when Jack, you know, the, De- the Democratic Party in those days had been run by great rich plantation owners like Jefferson and Madison and James Monroe. And uh, uh, Jackson rolled into office as a man of the people from Tennessee, and he had an absolute drunken rout in the White House <laughs> inauguration day, and the entire public was welcome. And they came in through the windows. He'd open the windows, let them in. The <laughs> door's not wide enough. And, you know, it was, it, it, that, and he, there was the invention of the spoil system where he fired the civil service. Yep. And when the chief justice, on a matter not related to any of that, found against him, he said, well, the chief justice has made his decision, now let him enforce it. But, I mean, that was the last time you had somebody coming and basically saying, the whole establishment is rotten and the hell with them. All right. <laughs> Conrad, appreciate your time in the history <laughs> lesson as well. You have a good weekend. It's still democracy, though. It's a free country. Okay, thanks very much. Same to you, John, and your listeners. All right, there you go. Conrad Black, commentator, historian, publisher, and so much more. <laughs> Oakley Show. Continues at Global News Radio 640 Toronto.